Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He organized what was kind of a charity gala. So it was a kind of variety of night of comedians and musicians and different people doing things. And then... Most of my family were there, which I thought was really weird because my family live out of town and it was a Thursday. Was any part of you, like, conscious of the fact that something might go down tonight? No, absolutely not. It was literally not until, like, I had played some songs, I think, or something. Mm. And then he got down on one knee and, you know, was like, I want to marry you. And I just thought he was joking to be honest <laughs> oh no and then I was like I looked out and I remember seeing people's faces like oh, friends no. and family and I was like oh shit and it was it really wasn't until that moment that I realized how like awful public proposals could be oh, man. and then people were like all right so what are you gonna say and um so I said yes so I was like <sighs> This is too this is too awkward. So I should say yes. Yeah. Oh man. And then everyone was like, "Oh my god, congratulations!" <laughs> ah! That's Honor Eastley. She's a musician, podcaster, and writer. You've seen the kind of thing that she's talking about go viral over and over. Sometimes it's a surprise flash mob or in the middle of a marathon. One woman even got proposed to on stage at the Emmys. So a guy, and it's almost always a guy, gets down on one knee and asks a woman to marry him in front of hundreds of people. Thousands if you count the people who are watching online. So a lot of people find this thing cute as hell, but there are others who are grossed out by it. I mean, I get it. If you pop the question in front of all those people, isn't that a kind of coercion? Like, does the woman feel like she has any choice at all? For me... I've always been interested in what happens next. I'm Eamon Ismail, and you're listening to Man Up. On this show every week, we tell honest stories about our lives and investigate where we get our ideas about what it means to be a man. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I should start with a confession. When I watch public proposal videos online, I can see why it would seem romantic. I also can't help but feel empathetic. Like, for example, Honor Eastley's then-partner probably imagined a happier ending when he surprised her in front of all those people. But she describes that memory in an essay as one that, and I quote, to this day ignites an acidic reaction in my stomach, blended from the purest sources of fear and shame. Holy shit. 
so after the initial proposal, as soon as we got home, I was like, man, I don't know if that's the SA. <laughs> and I think I freaked out for at least two weeks because I had like my family pestering me in a nice way, <laughs> saying, you know, can we tell Nan? Can we tell Grandma? Can we tell, you know, the people at work? And I had been like, please just don't tell anyone right now. But it felt like I had to kind of like decide quick enough to tell them what to tell people. But I actually don't remember when I kind of made a decision. I think I was sort of like, sure, well, it's done now. But we were never like, we're going to get married now. The plan was we'll get married some time in the future that is quite a while away. And then uh, so, like a little while after that, I think we broke up, Wow, which wasn't related to that. That wasn't why we broke up or anything. That was kind of just background. Uh, you wrote in your essay, quote, if your partner is put in a position where they can't really say no, it means they can't confidently say yes either. Like that yeah. to me, I thought was kind of summed up what that experience must have been like very eloquently. It's, it doesn't really seem fair. And that's a very difficult scenario to say no in because you don't want to like make it very awkward, mm. embarrass everyone, ruin people's nights. And if you're asking someone to spend, you know, the rest of their lives with you, you kind of want them to be confident in that answer. The more we talk about this, the more I'm starting to feel like these proposals are really just for the men, right? It's an excuse for them to show the world how much they care about this person. That they almost, by virtue of what they look like and how, the position they put their partner in, it's at their expense, right? I think it can be. I don't think it always is because some people do want that. Some people do want the public marriage proposal. And some people love that. I know that I've gotten into to a YouTube hole of watching wedding speeches, elaborate oh, no. wedding speeches, <laughs> or like uh, more in particular groomsmen doing dance routines at their weddings. It's this like public display of emotion from men. So <laughs> I think there's something to be said about um, – giving people the opportunity to be emotional and have like real talk about their life in public and get to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, really nice. I kind of feel conflicted about this whole situation because mm. when I got married, we just had a conversation about it and then just agreed that it was time to get married. And then we just went ahead and did it, right? So, um, I mean, it was it wasn't humiliating for either of us so i guess that's like the plus but on the other <laughs> that's end that's the plus that's a, that's great yeah but on the other end the part of me really feels like i wished that i did some kind of dramatic proposal to make her feel like it like she was like the best thing that could have happened to me because that's how i actually feel and yeah. you know i hear about people having these big proposals where they're on a cruise or at some fancy dinner or whatever traveling and I can't help but feel a little envious of them, you know? Um, and also, her whole family just likes to make jokes at me for it. You know, that every time, like, she does something <laughs> awesome, they're like, oh, maybe now your husband will propose to you. You know, like, things like that. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I'm kind of split. Like uh, on the one hand, it doesn't seem fair at all to put that kind of pressure on your partner. But at the same time, a part of me really feels like I missed out on something. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that impulse because you want to be like, this person is awesome. Yeah. Everyone should Shout know it, and they should know. I think it's just about how you each, you know, how you want to express that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I would say you don't want to put your partner in an uncomfortable position, but you can find other ways of telling them they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would way prefer like smaller things consistently over a longer period of time. <laughs> like I, <laughs> just because like I think marriage, you're in it for the long haul. And some of those stories can be really awesome. Like I even have a great marriage proposal story and I'm not married. <laughs> um, it can be really fun. Talking to Honor, I thought back to all those YouTube videos of big surprise proposals gone right. Or at least they seem to. I'd tell you to look them up, but they've already ruined my algorithm. Just take my word for it, seriously. But one of these videos did catch my attention. It's called, News Anchor Shocked When Boyfriend Interrupts Live TV Broadcast Her Proposal. Listen to this. We're getting some reports of ice. In fact, I believe that ice is coming around the corner as we speak. News anchor Evie Allen thought she was reading the news live on TV, but her co-anchor Tony was in on a little surprise. You know that I love you. Yes. And I had something I wanted to ask you. So, Evie, will you marry me? (laughs) Clearly, the news anchor was caught off guard. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of feels here. I mean, on the one hand, this is cute as hell. But on the other, she's at work, on TV. I feel like it's also important to note that this was one of Evie's first times at the news desk. She was aiming for that full anchor position, so this was kind of an audition. So this could have gone badly not just for the couple, but for her career. I wanted to find out how she feels about it now. When I watched those other videos... I kind of think that it would be really hard to pop the question in front of so many people because even if there's like that small chance that they might say no, I think that'll like freak me out. But also, I was trying to think of it from your perspective, Evie. Did you feel like there might have been some extra pressure to say yes to to like not completely humiliate Matt? In the proposal moment, no. I wanted to say yes. Afterwards, yes. The pressure is what if we don't make it to the wedding day? Then that's when the pressure, this was so public. This was so public. Oh my gosh, what if we don't make it to that wedding day? Yeah. My boss at um, the time said, you better. <laughs> he said, you better get married now. <laughs> so, so the pressure was definitely there. What did, you, uh, what did you say to your boss? I said, well, I intend to. <laughs> I don't not plan to, I intend to. Yeah, I feel like saying no isn't even an option at that point. Well, I tell you what, had I not been feeling it because I, you know, like I said, if I didn't love him and I, we had already talked about getting married um, because it was in such a professional setting and I was working on landing that gig, um, I would have said no had I not felt it at all just because 
I'm, I'm a really focused woman sometimes and very adamant about no is no for me. So when you started to plan the proposal, how did that kind of come about? What was on your mind during that time? Well, I wanted it to be special. Uh, obviously, um, I'd never proposed before. Um, I don't <laughs> think she had gotten any proposals, surprisingly, um, before then. So I just wanted it to be really nice, really special and memorable for her. Um, the station that she works at, she was a reporter and she's getting moved up to anchor. And she had told me maybe a month in advance, two months in advance of when I proposed that she was going to be anchoring the um, New Year's Day uh, show in the morning. And I thought, hmm, this might work out. This might be a good idea. So I was kicking it around with the guy that she's works with that I'm cool with. Um, the idea of doing it on TV, um, the idea of doing it uh, when she's anchoring by herself, kind of at the end of the show so they can get out and hopefully things go well. But if they don't, they can kind of cut and get me out of there and save <laughs> some face for me, I guess. Um, cut the commercial, cut the commercial. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it, was, it was really easy. We kind of winged it almost in the morning um, with, you know, the line that uh, my cue to come in and all that stuff with the weather guy, uh, Tony. Um, they just told me about five minutes before. I said, that sounds good. We can do it. And we just rolled with it. Yeah. So, so Evie. Let's just pretend that Matt's not here for a second. Okay. All right. As honestly as you can tell me, what did you think of the proposal? As honestly, because we have talked about it, so I've been very honest. I had a thousand thoughts in my head. One was, I'm not dressed appropriately for this. Like, I feel like I would have <laughs> rather been dressed a little more nice. It's TV, so I was dressed okay, but I would have preferred to look really, really <laughs> extra good. I didn't know what to do because it was live TV and I was trying to be professional. So what was the first thought that you had? Tell me just about that first thought when you saw him. So the first thought I had was when he said there's some ice coming around the corner, yeah. it didn't yeah. hit me. So I was like, what? And then here comes Matt. I can see something in my peripheral. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my. You're not doing this. You are not doing this right now because I was so focused on having a good show so was <laughs> you kind of like said it real quick it was like i'm gonna kill you yes what was that about <laughs> that was about um going back to me getting this anchor gig and then i'm thinking matt you dirty dog you surprised me <laughs> you surprised <laughs> me i'm gonna get you for this you got me good because i really was that surprised i was wow. that surprised we had just kind of hung out with family for the new year and i was sad I was like, I can't spend really New Year's with you because I have to go to work. So um, I was super sad, really sad, because I was like, I really want to be with him. But at the same time, game face on. I want to be an anchor. I want this yeah. gig. So when he did it, I was like, oh, how could you embarrass me this way? Oh, man. I had had some thoughts early, early on because we said she was a reporter. So I was thinking, oh, there's so many different opportunities and different things I can do with that, depending on the story, what she's doing. I can, you know, kind of get a heads up from some people and, and mm -hmm. really just go any way I want to with it. And then when I found out that she was going to anchor on the, the New Year's Day show, uh, I was like, oh, even better. Just We'll just do that and keep it that way. But I did have some pause because I knew how badly she wanted the job and that her mind would be all, you know, completely focused on, you know, and the career was. and the profession. So that was the only thing that I was like, I don't know, that that might not be great. And But I don't know. I, I was just like, no, no, we're going to do it. Yeah. You look so handsome, too. I can co-sign that. You did look good. You guys both look good. 
So would you recommend that other people get proposed this way? Like, would you want your girlfriends to get proposed in a similar way? No. (laughs) No. Because I wouldn't want them to be thrown off guard. Like, (laughs) because like I said, I had a thousand things going on in that moment. Um, Hair. I think think when you think about taking that next step, you can't control it always, but you want to at least look the way you want to look yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean or i didn't I, hold it against him though i i, I just <laughs> yeah i mean I, I the only thing that i kind of look back on it and say well you know if i had a regret or if i had something i could change about it or whatever the only thing was really the comments afterwards that were negative that you know were people that we didn't know and didn't know us but they just that saw the they the saw the clip that was kind of edited and it looked like she you know didn't um, have any affection yeah <laughs> like there was no embrace or no kiss or whatever in the short you know the condensed version that circulated nationwide that one showed it that way but the full clip you could see you know how it actually was so i just felt bad that she was taking some of this heat when i didn't see it that way and i didn't feel any kind of way about I it definitely took the heat yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we're like talking about. It's like kind of putting it on her. Yeah, it did, and it did. It did because my my job is so public. But um, I mean, people still come up and, and ask me about that. Um, well, yeah, we finally. Do you get married yet? Yes, we finally <laughs> did. <laughs> and I am I am happily married. So. I mean, I look I look back on it as as a you know very you know major memory in my life and something that you know given the opportunity to do it again I think I would have it might have been somewhat smoother or I would have really thought about it in detail instead of just kind of being like okay yeah let's go let's do this and and not really rehearse every single second moment of it but um but no I I still I don't know I liked it I don't know I didn't dislike it I'm gonna kill you (laughs) But I mean, that was in good fun, too. I mean, <laughs> even though I would have done it different or wouldn't recommend it, doesn't mean I didn't appreciate or love the moment because I love the yeah. man behind it. So I got married around the same time that you guys did. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Uh, but I did not propose to my wife. Okay. And a part of me beat myself up over it because I always assumed that as a as the man, I needed to do some kind of grand gesture and kind of sweep her off her feet. And I didn't really get a chance to do it, but a part of me feels like I really should have. So I, I was curious, Matt, like, does any of that resonate with you? Like, do you feel like you were drawn to this idea because it was grand? Maybe a little bit. I, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think it really depends on the individual and what's a part of their personality like I mean were you do you feel like you're kind of a romantic person overall or always have been or not so much or yeah I'm I'm, romantic comedies are my favorite genre of comedy like I'm a I'm a I'm a like a tough guy exterior soft interior type of guy uh so I love romance I love the idea of sweeping my woman off her feet and like blowing her socks off all this all this really appeals to me. It just, it's just something I feel like I have to live with now. Um, I don't think it should matter at the end of the day because I don't think it matters how Matt proposed. I think it matters that he wanted to be committed to me for me as the biggest deal. I would have said yes 
had we had the phone conversation, actually, because we're, Matt and I are approaching 40, so we could have, we could have done it simple and I'd have been happy. Because once, once we were locked in and we knew, because our journey has been quite, quite the journey, we were, we were going to do it however it was going to happen, no matter what. As long as, you know, he was committed to me, it, it really didn't matter how he proposed, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a lot like you, Eamon. I, 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 you know, love romantic comedies, but, um, <laughs> you know, not very many people know that uh, about me. <laughs> <laughs> now I guess some will. Um, but uh, I, I do, and I did, you know, kind of have thoughts of if I get married, this is how I want it to be for her and uh, how I kind of envision it abstractly. Um, but but see, when we first started dating, he let me know on that first date, I don't want marriage and I don't want yeah. kids. He said, I tell, <laughs> I tell the women up front straight up so that there's no expectation of that from the very beginning. So, you know, if they change their minds... I'm not changing. So this is, this is the history we're coming from. No marriage, no kids. Mm -hmm. This same man. So he, you know, like I said, it, for me it wouldn't have mattered because that's our history. He never wanted to get married in the first place. <laughs> so for him to want to, I, did, I didn't care how he proposed, to be honest. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, like the idealized movies that I've seen always included some kind of like romantic gesture that signaled like the happiest moment in both of their lives. Like there was one specific moment that's supposed to be the proposal that I guess will set the precedence for the rest of the relationship. That's always what I assumed about what a proposal ought to be like before I got married. Like, I think like, it's interesting because that wasn't, honestly, our wedding day was the moment for me. The proposal is not really what... I consider like his biggest pow pam boom moment for me. Yeah, so I mean proposal aside, there's all these chances in your life to you know, I like I don't want to say make up for that if you <laughs> feel like it was, you know, short of what you had in your head that you would expect it to be, but there's all these moments, you know, whether it's a random Wednesday or it's a Valentine's Day or a birthday or whatever, you can always still like do something big and that's impactful to your partner. Or significant other um, in a memory that they'll always take with them and it'll always mean a lot to them. I think it's knowing your partner too. The, one of the, the things that I could not deny be, why I loved him and why I fell in love with him is because Matt knew how to love me the way nobody else did. In his gestures, in his actions towards me, they were thoughtful and they fit my love language, so to speak. They fit the way that I receive love. So it's not even, that's why I said it's not even the proposal that wins me over as much as everything else that he's done that's been so thoughtful just in loving me the way he does. He just knows how to love me like no one else ever has. You really got a good one, Evie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. How can I say no to this guy? I'm leaving these conversations with two thoughts. On the one hand, I'm glad I did not propose to my wife on TV. But on the other, I kind of still wish I had done something bigger. So I have one more person to ask about this. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so I've given it a lot of thought. I keep wondering if 
I maybe missed out on getting to propose to you, you know, because of the way that we did it was a little unorthodox and different. So I'm wondering how you would react if I were to invite you to some concert, find a reason to get you on stage in front of like a thousand people, drop down to one knee and propose to you. I don't think I would say no since we're already married. <laughs> what if we weren't, so though? It's going to be what like if, a fun, like, practice thing. What know? if we were just dating still and you were, like, going to see your favorite concert, let's say Beyonce, and Beyonce pulled you up on stage and then I ran in after you and then took the mic out of Beyonce's hand and said, hey, Mira, oh. in front of all of these people... I want to ask you a question. Are you going to let me put a ring on it? No, that would make me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> First Why? of all, for disrespecting Beyonce. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then for you to kind of put me on the spot like that would make me feel like I had no choice in it at all anymore. And I would kind of feel like disempowered but you're open to me proposing to you even though we're married yeah but yeah I mean that would be fun okay okay can I ask you just one more question yeah Mira will you marry me Aww. <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> well hey. I I know it's not a Beyonce concert, but at least it's a podcast. Whatever. <laughs> yes, I will marry you. And that's the show and the end of season one. But don't sweat it. We'll be back in four weeks for season two. What do we have in store, you ask? More of what you love with an added twist. Tune in November 13th and find out. In the meantime, we need your ideas on what to talk about next. So if you're dealing with some issues related to masculinity, or maybe your friend is, leave a message at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MANUP07. Or email us at manup at slate.com. All ideas are welcome, so just hit us up. And if the thought of no new episodes of Man Up is just too much to bear, don't worry, I got you. We'll be having our very first live show on November 8th at the Green Space in Manhattan, New York. And Slate Plus listeners get a discount. So for more information on that, go to slate.com slash live. Hope to see you there. And if you like this episode, consider supporting the kid and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. But more importantly, subscribe. We'll be back November 13th. And trust me, you don't want to miss it. Man Up is hosted and written by me, Eamon Ismail. It's produced by Cameron Drews. Our executive producers are Jeffrey Bloomer and Lowen Liu. Gabriel Roth is the editorial director of Slate Podcasts. And June Thomas is a senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts. We'll be back November 13th with more Man Up.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.